Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Sunday, November 1st, 2020. On this day in 1950, two Puerto Rican immigrants attempted to assassinate President Harry S. Truman. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the failed assassination attempt of President Harry S. Truman by two members of the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party. Let's go back to Washington, D.C. on the morning of November 1st, 1950. Griselio Torresola and Oscar Collazo sat in the back of a taxi touring the nation's capital. Despite the unusually warm November weather, both men sported crisp, clean, pinstripe suits. They were resolved to look their best. Just a few days earlier, Oscar told his wife Rosa that he was returning to their homeland of Puerto Rico to fight for independence. But first, he, along with Griselio, took the 3.30 train from New York City to Washington, D.C. For the past two nights, the two Puerto Rican immigrants stayed at the Harris Hotel under false aliases, readying themselves for the revolution ahead. Although they didn't necessarily want to kill anyone for their cause, they were ready to die for it. And now, as they toured America's greatest landmarks, they considered the best plan of action to secure Puerto Rican independence from America. Meanwhile, the cab driver, who was completely unaware of their motives, turned onto Pennsylvania Avenue and pointed towards Blair House, a four-story townhouse with dark green shutters. He chatted away and told his two well-dressed passengers that President Harry S. Truman lived right inside. Griselio and Oscar gave each other a knowing look. To gain Puerto Rican freedom, they would kill the President of the United States of America. Situated diagonally across from the White House, Blair House was an exclusive retreat reserved for American presidents and their honored guests. But on this day in 1950, President Harry S. Truman called it home. The first family had moved into this historic estate two years prior, as the White House was undergoing a multi-million dollar expansion that ensured every guest bedroom had an adjoining bathroom. But Griselio and Oscar didn't care about the ongoing renovations. They were more interested in meeting the man who resided inside Blair House. After cleaning and oiling their German-made pistols at their hotel, 
Griselio and Oscar hailed another cab and traveled back to Blair House. They arrived on the corner of Pennsylvania Avenue and 15th Street a little before 2 p.m. Griselio and Oscar approached the Blair House from opposite ends of Pennsylvania Avenue. Griselio advanced from the west, Oscar from the east. The two planned to meet in the middle with the goal of breaking inside. But because the President of the United States called Blair House home, the entire block was heavily guarded by police officers and Secret Service agents. Despite the intense security measures, Oscar strolled past two guards manning the East Sentry Box without a hitch. He then made his way towards police private Donald Birdzell, who stood at the foot of Blair House's front entryway. Oscar was steps away from the front door, mere feet from inciting a revolution. With Private Birdzell's back turned to Oscar, the Puerto Rican nationalist squeezed the trigger of his Walther P-38 9mm pistol. However, Oscar had never fired a gun before and forgot to cock it. The distinctive click of a trigger alerted the seasoned officer to Oscar's deadly intent. But before Birdzell could return fire, Oscar managed to shoot a bullet into Birdzell's knee. Hoping to redirect the line of fire away from President Truman, who was napping inside, Birdzell moved onto the middle of the street and away from Blair House. His movement forced Oscar to turn from the front entrance and fire several rounds at Birdzell, as well as the two officers quickly approaching from the east. A flurry of shots rang across Pennsylvania Avenue. Oscar fired around eight rounds before he was taken down by a bullet in the chest. Meanwhile, Griselio advanced from the west firing three shots at Secret Service agent Leslie Kofelt, who manned the opposing sentry box. With Kofelt down, Griselio hastened towards Blair House, taking aim at Birdzell and another agent along the way. Fortunately, Kofelt was still alive. Despite his wounds, he managed to muster all the strength he had left to crawl from the sentry box and fire a bullet straight through Griselio's head. It was all over in a matter of seconds. The plan had failed. Coming up, President Truman's response to the failed assassination. Listeners, here's a new show I can't wait for you to check out. When it comes to love, every story is unique. Some play out like fairy tales, seemingly meant to be. Others defy the odds to achieve happily ever after. In Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast, you'll discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Every Tuesday, Our Love Story celebrates the ups, downs, and pivotal moments that turn complete strangers into perfect pairs. Each episode offers an intimate glimpse inside a real-life romance, with couples recounting the highlights and hardships that define their love. Whether it's a chance encounter, a former friendship, or even a former enemy, our love story proves that love can begin and blossom in the most unexpected ways. Follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I'm just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the story. After a busy morning in the Oval Office, President Harry S. Truman returned to Blair House to eat lunch with his wife and take a midday nap. But rest was not in the cards for the 33rd President of the United States. In the early afternoon hours of November 1, 1950, the sounds of rapid gunfire stirred him awake. But the shootout ended as soon as it began, and President Truman was left completely unharmed and unfazed. Less than 30 minutes after the attack on his life, he departed for Arlington Cemetery to dedicate a new monument. While Truman survived the attack unscathed, Agent Leslie Kofelt and gunman Griselio Torresola both died from the wounds they suffered during the firefight. Meanwhile, Griselio's partner in crime, Oscar Collazo, was apprehended and treated for the gunshot to his chest. According to the Secret Service Chief U.E. Boffman, Oscar admitted that the two men had come to Washington, D.C. to kill the president and start a revolution. To corroborate his confession, officials found a poignant letter tucked inside Griselio's pocket, penned by the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party leader Pedro Albizu Campos. The letter gave Griselio full authority to head the organization's U.S. branch. And he had a very important role to play in the revolution to come. According to War Against All Puerto Ricans author Nelson Dennis, in the fall of 1950, the United Nations Decolonization Committee was about to make an important vote that could help bring about Puerto Rican independence. As the vote approached, Pedro Albizu Campos and his army of loyal followers were determined to open the UN's eyes by any means necessary. In the days leading up to the assassination attempt on President Truman, Puerto Rican nationalists began a series of revolts throughout their homeland, which left countless party members either jailed or killed. Most American media outlets spun a story of civil unrest amongst the Puerto Rican population, rather than revealing the true reason for all of the chaos and bloodshed. To amplify their message, Griselio Torresola and Oscar Collazo had traveled to America's capital to tell the story themselves. And the best way to get the world's attention was to kill the President of the United States of America, or at the very least, attempt to. While on trial for his attack at Blair House in 1951, Oscar explained that murder was never the goal. Unlike what the papers had reported a year prior, he and Griselio only wanted to give Puerto Rico a voice. 
He stated that they wanted the American people and the people of the world to know that Puerto Rico was a possession of the United States and that at the time particularly, the Puerto Rican people were being murdered by American authorities in Puerto Rico. Whether or not Griselio and Oscar actually intended to kill President Truman, the U.S. courts deemed the attack at Blair House reprehensible. In 1951, Oscar was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to death by the electric chair. But while Oscar attempted to take President Truman's life, Truman prevented Oscar's death in 1952. Just days before Oscar was scheduled to die, President Truman commuted his sentence to life in prison. Then in 1979, after 29 years behind bars, President Jimmy Carter granted Oscar clemency. 65-year-old Oscar Collazo returned to his homeland of Puerto Rico a national hero. Puerto Rico remains an unincorporated U.S. territory to this day. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Jane O, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Don't forget to check out Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Listen to Our Love Story, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.